hello and welcome to The Cast of Us, a podcast dedicated to The Last of Us on HBO and brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Now, dear listeners, I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am. Are you? Very. Yeah, that was happy, yeah. Uh, That this day is finally here. Today is essentially Outbreak Day, uh, as The Last of Us has finally had its series premiere. Mm, yes. Um, you say happy. You seem you seem edgy. Oh, you seem I tell nervous. You, well, you know, it's been a long time coming for us, Gareth. And that for that reason, I'm gonna pop open our a bottle of our favourite whiskey. Oh yes, please. What have we got? This is a Dolphine Scottish malt whiskey. Something that I believe Joel would probably be very fond of. Mm. Um, he loves a bit of whiskey. Even see a bit of it in this episode. Uh, definitely time to celebrate for us. Uh, and you've, you've already heard him, but joining me is my fellow survivor. Someone I've protected. Someone I would call my travelling companion. Someone I've helped through this brutal existence his whole life. It's little Gareth. How are you, my malnourished friend? Yeah, um, I'm okay, thanks. Um... I've got problems. I'm trying to. I've got nowhere to put this whiskey glass down. Yeah, for a start, small studio. That is a problem for a small man. And um, <laughs> you know, the listeners get the magic of post-edited podcasts. But I've just had to sit here and listen to you try that five times. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. takes the shine away. Uh, um, but I'm well. How are you? Very good, Gareth. Very good. Hot. It's bloody hot here. Um, that's what I will say. And what I will also say is each and every week, soon after the episode airs, myself and Gareth will be here to give you our initial thoughts uh, and hot takes on that episode. Then, a few days later, we will be joined by fellow survivor John uh, to actually score the episode uh, on our blueberry scale uh, and then deep dive into the episode with a scene-by-scene breakdown whilst, of course, uncovering all its delicious Easter eggs and references to the game in our patented clicker corner. Yeah? Oh, is that, that what we're calling it? Yeah, that's a bit it's... of uh, pre-production I've been working on. <laughs> clicker corner, very yeah. good. Because the the cast of us, as fantastic a name yeah. as it is. Brilliant, best name. It's not original, is it? Well, I will say, dear listener, um, we feel that we've been robbed. Mm. Um, we'll talk about this in the deep dive, but let's just say... If you look at upload times, we were the first podcast called The Cast of Us, yeah? Correct. And they've all seen it and gone, great idea. I mean, it's not that original, to be honest. John thinks he's some sort of genius. But it is what it is. We are the OG Cast of Us podcast, okay? so The only ones with Clicker Corner. That's true. Probably. That is very... Well, if they've taken that as well, Gareth, I don't know. I don't know. We'll change to Cordyceps Corner. How does that sound? <laughs> awful not as much of a ring no i'm not going there (laughs) we'll get on to that in a minute uh of course we will be spoiling the first episode here with this podcast so if you haven't seen it yet please stop this go watch it and then come back and listen i don't want us to be at fault for spoiling anything for any of you listeners so definitely come back Mm. um but go watch the episode then listen to this only if you want to we we do not we're not telling you what to do if you want to listen without watching correct go for it but don't blame us if there's any spoilers uh now it is finally time for the big question after all of this way after almost you know over a decade gareth since the game came out did you enjoy the premiere the season premiere yes i did i loved it um i i was um 
I was hooked immediately. Um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously go into details about specific things that maybe hooked hooked mm. us. Hot takes, um, perhaps. Hot take. Let's call them that. Mm. Let's call them that. Lovely. Um, but it was an hour and a half. Honestly, it felt like twenty five minutes to me. It flew by. Yeah, it I, did. I loved it. I was, um, yeah, I was uh, enraptured from the start. So I think I think it's been a cracking start. Um, and any fears that we may have had may well have been alleviated by this episode lovely Mm. Uh, yeah i mean look i have been waiting for people who aren't gamers to experience this story for such a long time Mm. uh i'm thinking of people like my partner mel like who i'm like i should love this but how she doesn't like video games it's like how do you get them to experience this story Uh, and and then seeing this and seeing something that I love realized so well was just bloody glorious and um it pretty much had everything that I'd ever hoped for uh, and more the performances were excellent the set design the set pieces the score it excelled um w- into something way better than like, anything I thought it could have been be careful it sounds a bit like you're you're veering into hot take territory there yeah so. well don't you worry I'm not going to go too far ahead um but I will say that I can't wait to watch it again to make the notes for the old deep dive, Gareth, which is obviously happening in about a day or so's time. Mm. Now, anyone who's listened to us before for any of our House of Dragon coverage, we're going to reel off some hot takes for you. This podcast isn't too long, probably like 30 minutes, because uh, obviously the deep dive is going to go into scene by scene stuff. But I want to open it up with hot take number one, Gareth. And it is a fear that we had, not necessarily a fear, but something we were a little concerned about was casting. Yep. Uh, we had, uh, and I want to say this, listeners, we had a, a few little doubts. And that is just because we're very attached to the characters. Mm. Um, we maybe like some alternate, alternate casting, potentially, that was rumoured before the characters were cast. However, I will say right now, uh, I'm absolutely sold. Yeah. We, yeah? Agreed. I think uh, they absolutely bloody nailed it. Pedro Pascal as Joel. It, it, it just seemed so seamless. I don't know. It was It was like, oh, I just... I just Really loved his relationship with Sarah, and then the 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 bit of the relationship you see with Ellie in the episode, I thought was really strong. Um, you know, it was just perfect. He looks like Joel. He does like it's just perfect in that on that in that sense. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's nailing that kind of you know Texan veteran gruff gruff like labourer kind of. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Not that we know many of those. <laughs> Obviously, being British <laughs> and living in Australia, in Australia we get lots of gruff labourers, actually. But that is um, true. But they don't sound as 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 good as Joel does. No, no, he's mm. um, and uh, yeah, he he's he's got he's got him down pat, as they say Ooh. here. Actually, that's that is a little Australian. That is a saying. Got him down pat. Yeah, um, means he's nailed it. Nailed it, mate. Mm. Uh, and I I will say that right now, I thought um, uh, I thought that Bella Ramsey. And we had yeah. a few reservations because we were like, uh, we loved her in Game of Thrones and we wanted to see um, if she could, you know, be the Ellie that we wanted. Yep. Yeah. And already from the few scenes that she's been in, I, I'm not even questioning it. I'm going to roll with it. And I think it's great. I'll say when she first appeared on screen, I think maybe our reservations are about just appearance. She kind of... You reckon? She just looks... I don't know, a little. Well, not bit. not the Ellie that we expect. She's not. She's not quite. When you look at her, she's got like quite a quite a sweet face, I think, mm. and endearing. 
um, and it's not that Ellie isn't an endearing character. Mm. She's, but you know, she's got she's got that sort of um, uh, street smarts kind of edge, edge to, her. to her. She's got an edge to her, and for sure. I think I think Bella Ramsey doesn't necessarily have that appearance, but as soon as she opened her mouth, I was like, perfect. She's got it. She nailed it. She's got it. She nailed it. And the few interactions that her and and, and Joel had towards the end of the episode, I loved it. I loved them. I absolutely adored it. Give me my knife. No. <laughs> it was good. slightly more cultured and nuanced than that, Gareth. But I like, uh, yeah, general synopsis-wise, yeah. Um, wait for the deep dive before you do an actual table read of said scenes. That, I mean, it was basically that. Um, Gareth, I believe we're going to pass to you for hot take number two. Oh, which look, you've you, got can a little, my, you can see my little I can, notebook. I can see Gareth's little notepad. Yeah, He's opened it up. You don't normally see it, do you? No. Um, Hides it. Hot take one. Hot take one. I've written scary start. Um, there's more to it than that. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I hope so. I'm talking about the sort of prelude to it all. So yeah, the um, 1968, 1968 or whatever it was. TV interview thing going on. Um, scared the crap out of me because I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm immediately going on to Google to see like, will fungi adapt because of global warming. Yeah, yeah. And I'm now thinking of becoming an activist to persuade everybody to go yeah. solar, please, because we cannot have the temperature rising. Gareth Thunberg. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, good. Like that. Um, and I'm scared. Well, I, I actually thought solar. I talked about this in, um, in the game review that we did recently and also a little bit in the preview podcast. And... I did say if they didn't cold open with the outbreak, I'd be a little disappointed. Um, However, I I will talk about the outbreak in a minute, but I actually think that giving a bit of contextual nature to the virus is important. Mm -hmm. I think the rest of the episode doesn't shove it in your face. It's kind of like they're not giving you exposition every five seconds. It's just the world they live in, which I really loved. And we'll talk about that in a bit as well. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I actually quite like this opening. Yeah. I, some people might not. I'll be fascinated to hear what John thinks about it. Um, well, it's got a timestamp. It's got a timestamp. He hates those. Don't but, tell me what year it is. But also, just because it's it's a little bit of a deviation in a way that it's a, it's a new fabricated uh, scene. It's trying to explain the virus. Um, I I think I liked it, and uh, it did feel very 1960s and stuff like that. It you did. Know I mean? How good was the presenter? He like, was great. And he's like, where do you get just... LSD from? Yeah. Where do you get LSD from? <laughs> it was quite <laughs> funny. Uh, and he kept clicking his little pen, which, you know, a little, little clicker. Fidget, little clicker. Yeah, that's right, Gareth. Very good. Um, yeah, so good one. Good one. Now let's talk about, I think, the biggest set piece of the episode and something that I've been waiting, uh, you know, so long to see visualised uh, from the first time I played the game. And that is the opening of the game and essentially Outbreak Day. Of course, I said that in the preview pods um, that the opening is arguably the best opening to a game that I've ever played. Right. Um, and what they did here, which I thought was quite clever, is they made it longer. They gave Sarah some more time. Uh, so you could connect with the character more because you just have those first few scenes in the game and here they give you the day, you know, as it happens and she goes to school and she goes to this other house um, and the tension was sort of slowly ramping up throughout about a 20, this was a whole like 20 minute segment of the episode, maybe half an hour and it was slowly ratcheting up and I felt, I felt it really benefited from that. Yeah. But when it did all kick off, Gareth, I love that they kept certain elements from the game 
So they had that amazing camera angle from the back of the car, the POV of Sarah, when they're driving and you see the burning house and the chaos. That, to me, made it so so much more intense it felt like when i was playing the game like you are just this bystander watching all this chaos go on around you um and you've got joel and tommy's dialogue which i felt was fantastic you've got um nana bloody nana gareth yeah terrifying yeah how terrifying is she Old like zombies are the worst, don't they? <laughs> old zombies. The scary bit was when she was like in the chair yes. behind them, sort of out, out of focus. focus. It was a very Ariasta esque. Yeah, good call. You know, sort of uh, very horror vibes. Just needed her head to like rotate fully. <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked it, and um, they you know there's been a lot of talk in the sort, and we'll get into this in the deep dive. But how they've got rid of the fact that the disease is spread by spores, and now is spread via these like tendrils. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah. And you can see the tendrils like coming yeah. out of her mouth. Kind of like something I've seen out of Blade 2, mm-hmm. which is a very weird reference. Um, and I'm interested to see how that plays into the rest of the series. Um, I did think it was quite a um, visceral uh, viewing experience. When you see these ten- these like infected like tendrilling the other people, it was interesting. Yeah. It was a bit different, obviously. Not that it's bad different, but I'm interested to see how that affects the show as we go through well, it the is, episodes. It is interesting. Like, that's a deliberate choice. Um, and you, yeah. you do wonder why. But I so. think it's because using gas masks all the time through, like, sections takes mm. away the capacity for the actors to actually act. Do you see yes. what I mean? And maybe maybe is it easier from a... Um, and effects oh, 100%. perspective as well. Like, yeah, I I, I, I think they'd save a fortune doing yeah. it this way, personally. Um, but yeah, you know, they'll know more than we do, of course. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting that the, the whole thing is basically from Sarah's point of view the whole day. Um, yeah, which is, love it. Is a really interesting choice, given, you know, she only lasts for 28 minutes. Yep. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, great to see more of her. I'll tell you this though, right? When I was watching that, all of that, yeah, got to about twenty-five minutes, yeah, go on. which is when it's properly kicking off. Like, yeah, the, the, they're in the car, and it's like, what is happening? Oh my god, chaos! Society's broken down. I got a phone call from my wife who was um, down at the the shops getting some groceries. Yeah, and um, and she was like, oh hey, I was just want. Do you, is there anything that you want for? Um... Oh my god. Like that's what she did on the phone, and I'm like, oh Jesus. shit, what is ha- like, what's going on? She goes, those chicken soy chips are six dollars twenty. 
I was like, right, okay. Jesus Christ. I was so on edge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like, but that's how immersed I was in the show that the, the yeah. idea of expensive honey soy chicken crisps, were, crisps. Uh, you know, yeah, chips. I, I'm tailoring it to sorry potential uh, American lovely listeners. American listeners and Australian listeners. We are British at heart. We call chips crisps. Okay, yeah. All and right. actually, I tell you what, my wife, even though she's Australian, calls them crisps now as well. Very good. It makes more sense. Very good. So, Indoctrinated, yeah. if anything. Um, I will say um, that's good that you had all those heightened emotions, Gareth, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll level with you right now. Uh, the gut punch, and I mean this quite literally, mm. at the end of the uh, Outbreak Day section, um, even though I've seen it so many times, it it was so brutal and it got me gareth i actually was crying at this scene and i think it was because i'm like john will probably laugh at me but i think it was because i'm um, like visualizing something that i've wanted to see for such a long time and the, so the way- emotion of it coming to you on a screen was what got you is it no i i think it's i think it's that the actors did such a fantastic job like mm. the way that pedro pascal was just like just his acting in that scene, man, was absolutely phenomenal. And Tommy, you know, Gabriel Luna, yeah. I felt it was amazing. I felt it just, it just was everything that I wanted it to be. See, I, I mean, I agree with you entirely. I found it a really hard kind of moment to watch, and I can't help but wonder if that's because of fatherhood. Like, oh, definitely. I don't, I don't think, I don't think two years ago that would have have bothered me in the same way like, yeah i agree I would, I would have been like oh great scene that's yeah whoa that's tough but oh, it's so much harder when you've got like you know i've got a little daughter you've mm. got a little son mm. and you, i think you just immediately are like what what joel must be feeling in that moment oh my, <laughs> oh my god, god. Can't. it was yeah it, it does hit harder you're right and um just for me personally and, you, and you've said for you personally so that was you know we'll talk so much more about this listeners in the deep dive because we've got a lot to unpack uh with outbreak day but let's move on to hot take four gareth um my next hot take is i sort of alluded to it in my opening comments um just that i feel i feel really really encouraged that um mm. That they're getting this, they're going to get this adaptation right. And what I mean by that is a thing that we spoke about a lot in the in the preview pod that we did, where um, you know, video game adaptations onto any screen, big or small, mm. have not got a good track record no, at all. No. Um, and I think we were hopeful that this would. And um, you know, the fact that as a video game, obviously it's it's highly interactive, but there's a huge focus on the narrative, which isn't always the case with video games, which is probably why they're quite hard to to adapt. Um, so I think we did have high hopes that this would adapt it well, um, but it looks to me like it it is nailing it. At no point was I watching this going, well, this is different from the video game, or... Um, I, I that's want... a bit gamey, that's, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I never got that sense at all. It felt like a, mm. it felt like a drama. It felt like... Um, a high-end um, produced piece of television. There was no, there was no moment where I doubted it, you know. And that was something we, you know, we always worried with video game adaptations because look, there's there's an inherent danger. The track record is abysmal, terrible, absolutely abysmal. So to see something apart that from you, Super Mario Bros. Oh my god, the new one. 
Or the the eighties. Oh yeah, of course. That's an absolute classic. Um, No, but you're right, Gareth. I I think we so far at this stage can say that our fears are being allayed by the fact that this was so fantastic, uh, a fantastic season premiere. Yeah. Um, And that rolls quite nicely into hot take number five, Gareth, which is the overall look and feel of the show. Now, what I mean by that is, I'm talking about as a package. This show looks, and I'm sure it cost a million dollars slash multiple millions of dollars. <laughs> um, the cinematography, uh, the shaky camera work, which is a must with a show like this, I think. Uh, the use of the original score was beautiful. I'm glad they didn't change it too much or yeah. like over, you know, over, you know, produce make you, it, overproduce it, make new themes out of it. You know, you know, I, I feel that the score is almost perfect. I love the score in the game. I like the fact that they're using it. Um, the beaten up world overtaken by nature, everything run down. It, you know, it looked, it looked, I just, the money behind this guy. The, the set, the sets, the set design. Oh yeah. Is terrific so far. Um, yeah. I mean, what we have seen looks fantastic. I cannot wait for them to get out. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing different locations the, across the US. The yeah, the the like completely abandoned parts. And, oh yeah, you know we got a glimpse right at the end of. I of, loved it. You know the, the last shot, Boston skyline, and great stuff. set piece from um, the game. Great set yeah. piece from the game. Um, I think it's it's highly encouraging. Um, but you know that was that was a pretty focused episode in terms of location. Um, yes. So the. There's still room for them to have fucked it up, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence that they would do that. Mm, I will say as well, and this was alluding to something that I said I'd talk about just before we go into a deep dive in a few days, is uh, I was genuinely concerned about the amount of stuff the the, the viewers would have to take in. Um, so we'll be talking about um, you know the virus, Fedra, fireflies, yeah. you know ration cards. Mm. Um, stages of infection, all this stuff. And do you know what? They did a fantastic job of not just going, so this is what this happened. Because sometimes when you see so many shows, they feel like they have to explain everything to you. This was done through little lines here or there. It was done through environmental storytelling, which is something the game does very well. It didn't lay it on too thick and didn't shove it in the audience's face so that newcomers to the world of The Last of Us aren't now sat there like... What the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of that washed over you and it'll be fully fleshed out as the series goes on. But it was lovely not to have it like thrust in your face as like, hey, so cordyceps infection, there's different stages. And that was interesting, but it was shown in a poster. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, that's that's great. And yeah. there's there's elements exactly. like that that I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, and some of the dialogue, like, um, you know, when, when Ellie sort of... When... When she refers to the Fireflies as a terrorist organization, yeah, that's right. And it's like rather, and then Marlene's like terrorists. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> why are you calling it? like? So it's obvious that you know Fireflies see themselves as liberators, uh, freedom fighters. Yeah. Um. And but then the the kind of the narrative that's peddled throughout is that they're terrorists, and um, and you get that without somebody sitting there being like. Yeah. When the fireflies were established yeah. in two thousand and seven, <laughs> yeah, like, it was it was nice to have that. Yeah, um, there was also like a lot of graffiti on the wall, obviously, which with the fireflies like sort of motto, which is you know, when lost in the darkness, look for the light. Um, and I loved it. 
when the guy came and spoke to Joel and he's just like, if you fucking say look for the light, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. punch your fucking face in, mate. Yeah. Um, that was just great. Because that was kind of like what I was thinking. Was, it was like, if I see that graffiti one more time, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was nice. I think that was well signposted. Um, but yeah, that's basically our thoughts. The end shot um, of them as the 80s music comes oh. on, subverting the trailer, which was Take On Me. They've obviously just inserted that for the trailer and now they're using well, a completely different track. It was Depeche Mode. I was going to ask you, which was... It was a great, great choice. Um, yeah. Obviously very 80s. Yeah. Do you, what would you pick as your like well, take quintessential on me. 80s tune? Oh, Toto Africa. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah very yeah. good. I reckon for me though, Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. Oh, tune. That is awesome. We'll ask John this on the deep dive because I think he will have a fantastic choice. Um, but that is it for our initial thoughts of the series premiere of The Last of Us. Of course, as I've said, we'll be back in just over a day uh, from now to have our deep dive episode with our fellow survivor, John, uh, with a scene-by-scene breakdown and click a corner. You heard it here first on the one and only cast of us, detailing all the adapted game moments and their Easter eggs. If people would be so kind as to subscribe, share and spread the word of this podcast, that would be amazing. Like a fungi like a fungal infection in a way uh, let this podcast take over your brain yeah. and then infect others so that they all listen to this podcast um and this is the best one around because it is in a way um if people want to go even further and join our patreon then go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical where you can get access to bonus content and help us out financially uh with delicious monies and face it now that the outbreak days happened money's useless mm. so you may as well just give it to us give it in a way give it away for free it doesn't mean um and of course actually before we do our deep dive record you have time to email us you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com uh with your thoughts on the series premiere your thoughts on what we might have missed your thoughts on what you want us to talk about and if you get it in in time we'll be able to talk about it in the podcast so that's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com hit us up on the socials as well um yeah what are we uh at fancriticalpod on twitter fan underscore critical on instagram and we are just fancritical on facebook all of those things that i've just read all that shit will just be in the show notes yeah so don't worry about that um now gareth my malnourished right, little friend about that yeah I'm, uh let's I'm, go on a supply run yeah. and find more rations for the rest of the groups Please. john likes all the rations he but eats them all not so. the bloody honey soy crisps they're too expensive 620 that is mental to be fair in the meantime dear listener remember endure and survive mm-hmm.